Freeze Frame. You guys ever heard that song before? Freeze Frame? Oh, you're literally frozen, actually. I'm oh, am right I? Now. That wow. is really creepy how that worked <laughs> out. That was supposed to be a much better. Okay, there you are. Now you're live. Okay, oh, okay. Completely. Okay. That's going to have to be the cold open. We'll try this again. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! All right, it's gonna be one good of those start. Nights. Good start. It's be one of those nights, baby. Whew. All right. You sure you haven't been drinking before uh, this? You know what? I no, no, man, oh man. All right, let's try this. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. Welcome into another Top 10 episode. It's been a while since we've done a Top 10. It's been a while since we've done a Top 10. It's been a while since we've done a Parks episode, I feel like. I feel like, um, you know, because we kind of got into some of the holidays, and then, you know, I think the last Parks episode was when I was down there, honestly. Yeah, that's true. So um, this episode's going to be a lot of fun because we did ask for some fan interaction ahead of time. Um, But yeah, we're doing a Top 10. I I pitched this idea to Matt. At, I don't know. This had to have been a couple. We we're setting the episodes up for the first quarter of the year, and the the reason why I pitched this idea to you, Matt, is um, just so everyone knows, we're doing top ten places to take a picture in the parks. Um, and the reason why uh, I, I chose this is because when I'm down there, I almost kind of become like an amateur photographer to some degree. Like I look for really fun places to take pictures that aren't like the typical selfie pictures, but like fun places that can look like very um, artsy, if you will. So it's like that'd be a fun topic to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But, but we, we got to start with a, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of news that we want to cover like beforehand. We Okay. Okay, look, I know you are a huge Figment fan. Yes, I am. But would you really stand? I, I believe I heard that the line for a Figment bucket was seven hours. Is that accurate? Oh, like six to seven hours. That's what I heard as well. Would you really stand in line to get a popcorn bucket for that amount of time? Casey? I love merchandise. You know that I love merchandise. Uh, Yes. You know that I am a big Figment fan, big merchandise fan. No, there is no way in God's green earth that I would spend seven hours for a popcorn bucket. It looks great. The popcorn bucket looks amazing. Absolutely cute. It's awesome. It's so great. I... I do not need anything that bad. Honestly, here's I, I will probably end up getting a figment popcorn bucket at some point. Here's how it will happen. I will not shop for it on eBay right now. I will shop for it on eBay when the market has cooled. Did you and look them up on eBay, by the way? I, I have looked, not looked. I, I looked them up today just to see what they were going for because people were saying, oh, they're $200 on eBay. Matt, no lie. I saw one figment popcorn bucket not only listed, but there were eight bids on it for five hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah, that like that's that's just that's Why? bonkers to me. And, 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 but, and, and okay, for any of our listeners who actually go on and do, and bid on these things on eBay, you are a part of the problem. Like when you do this and you pay these astronomical prices like this, this is what makes these people go into the park to go buy this. And yes, I get it. There are a limit of two per person, but you know what? They've got five people with them. They work in groups of five, 10 people, and they all go by their two and they put them into the, the bag. And suddenly now there's 15, 15, one person walking out with 15 buckets and they go right up on eBay. Yeah. Like, I think, and we, we had this at the stores and ultimately the problem with to, with that is there's nothing you can do. You can't well, no. you you can't be like okay, what purpose are you buying this popcorn oh, bucket for? I don't for? blame Disney yeah. at all. Disney's doing what they can. Disney's got a limit of two per person, which I think is more than fair. I, I think one per person actually would be honest would be just a little rough because if you got two kids, you want to make sure they get a, you know, yeah whatever. yeah. But but so I mean, and yet there's people all over social media blaming Disney. It's like it's not Disney. They're not no. letting more than two go out per person. No, we as a culture, and this is not just with Disney stuff. This is any resale thing. The reason that the resale market is a market is because people spend astronomical amounts of dollars to get something that they that they want. But th- with all of this stuff, it's it's I have found you just let the market cool a little bit, yep. and I don't need it right this minute. No, 
and you let the market cool. And then even what can happen is somebody picked up a, a figment popcorn bucket for $500 and gave it to their figment fan that uh, goes, I don't need this, or I already have one of these. And then it ends up at Goodwill or a garage sale. Or like you, yeah. you, you'd, you'd be amazed what kind of stuff you can find on the cheap if you just be patient with it. What, what's ironic is that I think we've become a culture of this. And Disney's the victim of this in a lot of ways where – you, you slap on limited edition or limited release or this is going to be a collector's item and suddenly everyone goes crazy about it. The, that's not how items become collectible. That's not how items become rare. That's not how items become valuable. They become valuable through absolutely organic approaches. I was, you know, we played the Beanie Babies episode from your other podcast a couple weeks ago. That was an organic thing that spawned. That, that Ty never expected that to be like that, right? Um, you know, some of the stuff that Disney produces, you know, even like their, their collectible dolls, the ones that go for a hundred bucks, those are because there's a very specific segment that wants to collect those. They're not trying to get rich off of them, you know? Mm -hmm. But I also think that, like you said, it's more organic. Like I, I, um, I, when I was in college, I watched a lot of like pawn stars and stuff like that. And the stuff that was the most valuable was stuff that people, old stuff that people took out of the boxes and played with and because it got war wear and tear on it threw it away and so now they're collectible because there's very few of them in the world and so like there's there was one that i remember it was like the head of a toy was worth three thousand dollars because it was a limited run it got played with and then that was it so like i i think everyone has this Oh, I've got to get this stuff because it's going to be limited release, limited edition, really, really collectible. But ultimately, it's almost kind of the opposite of what's happening, where it's collectible right away and then not after that. Yeah. And and I I think we got and and I I just don't. It, it's it's very much our culture of like I need it right now. I need it right now. It's like okay, like if well, you just I, wait. Where I will where I will blame and put a little bit of blame onto Disney on this. I mean, they like any other company capitalize on that um that 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 fear of missing out that fomo that i talked and the further away that i've stepped from the disney store the more i realize that that even being there and working there we get caught up we got caught oh yeah caught up in that madness i've really been tossing around this idea i mean i've got a friggin entire room full of disney on stuff and i'm like you know, I could get rid of half the stuff. And I mean, I, I only ever look at it once a week when I'm up there and it's a random look at, like there's some stuff in there where it's like, I could probably go and sell this stuff to somebody make, you know, maybe make a grand off of everything that I sold and put that towards an experience, put that towards a vacation or something. Right. Um, it's, it's the things that are, you know, that were bought during an experience or during a special trip. Those are the things that me have met value to me, not the random Mickey mouse that I picked up because it was the newest thing. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I, again, if, if, and I said this on Facebook, if collecting a figment, popcorn bucket and standing seven hours in line is your idea of entertainment you do you go I, for it. like i know people that they joy, love that yeah if it brings it, you joy so so be it but yeah because i know because i do know people that like standing in line the thrill of the chase i know people that that's their thing and good on you but <laughs> but man the photos from that you talked about like universal tweeting oh out gosh, like um, like like they rival uh, Wendy's, man. Like their tweets, like they tweeted out, they go, man, you guys must really like popcorn over there. And then a little bit later they tweeted, just so you know, our most popular roller coasters, the Velocicoasters only got a 35 minute wait. Like, and I think, and I think that's what, why I would never stand in that line for merch. I'm like, so seven hours at Disney means I'm probably riding six to seven rides, probably yep. getting a snack in there. So the time it would take me to get a figment popcorn bucket, I can go ride rides and have other snacks. I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Imagine, I mean, being at Epcot that day, how um, how light everything would have been with everybody getting those popcorn buckets. You yeah, know? yeah. So um, on a completely different side note, still merch related, um, I got... You're having a great time. I can. It's, it's been fun. The Cinderella Castle Lego set. Um Okay, so we talked about this a few episodes back on the podcast. I got the small one, right? That one was, you know, 40 bucks. I had a lot of fun with it. It was a couple-hour build. Um, you know, you and I talked about how expensive Lego sets is, and this is one of the most expensive. This thing's 350 bucks, right? So last Sunday, 
uh, Nate had had some time off, and and so we were off on Sunday, and I'm like, you know, what do you want to do? And he's like, I don't know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, you know what, I decided what we were doing yesterday, you pick what we're doing today. He's like, so after we get our shower and everything, he's like, I know what we're going to go do, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm like, okay, sure. Ooh, so a like, mystery. Do I, like, do I need walking shoes? Like, it, it's winter out, like, what do I need? <laughs> so he, he, he uh, he's driving, and, and we're driving, and we get on 90, and, and he's like, how do I get off to go to Woodfield? I'm like, is that where we're going? He's like, yeah, we're going to Woodfield. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, actually, while I'm over there, I want to stop by the Lego store. I want to pick up some loose Legos because I bought a kind of a basic Lego set. But so, yeah, that'd be good. So we, we get up and we walk by the old Disney store, which is all boarded up now. But anyway, uh, get to the Lego store. And unfortunately, the loose Legos I'm looking for, they don't have. It was good. We can go buy the, the Cinderella Castle now. And I looked at him. I said, wait, what? He, he's like, yep, yeah, we're going to buy the Cinderella Castle. I'm like, no, we're not. That's $350. He goes, yeah, I'm buying the Cinderella Castle for you. I'm like, no, you're not. He goes, yes, I am. I've been looking to do it for a while. I was hoping it would go down in price. It clearly isn't going to go down in price. So he goes, this will keep you busy for a couple of weeks. (laughs) And I'm like, he's like, don't argue with me. I'm like, all right, I can argue. So sure enough, bought it, took it home. And um, um, I didn't even get to start building it on Sunday night because uh, we decided to watch Encanto on Sunday night, which Ah. we're going to be covering in a couple of weeks. But um, but yeah, I've been building it. So this thing is huge. So its base is like 18 inches wide. <laughs> and it is like 30 or 32 inches tall. Is what it's wow. Be. It's a huge build, man. It's got 14 individual steps. I don't call them individual bags because like there's 14 steps, but each step has like two to three bags each. So this thing's probably got like 30 bags of Legos, I'd say, or wow. more, 35 bags. Um, I am on bag number, I just had to stop to record, I'm bag 11 right now, and or bags 11, step 11. Um, I've already got the, the base level done, I'm working on the second level, there's a third level and then there's a fourth tower. So like, this thing's, it's extensive, but what's cool, I don't know if you, I, mean, I know you looked at it when it was at the Disney store, but inside it's got all the individual rooms. So there's a Sleeping Beauty room, there's a Beauty and the Beast room, Mickey's Sorcerer hat, I just got that, Mickey's Sorcerer That's cool. Yeah, and it it's pretty neat, man. Like, it, I can't, I don't know where I'm going to put it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, it, if you have the money um, and you're able to do it, and and it's for 16 and up, it's not a kid's play set at all. There's a lot of integral pieces with this. But I'd say I've probably put, at this point, eight hours into it so far. Nice. Yeah. But I, I would I could see that if you had, like, I'm thinking of me at, like, 12 or 13. I could have done that. Yeah, I, completely. With some help. Yeah, there there are just some, there are some, inter- they, they, they use some of the integral parts that are in there. Um, uh, it's it just, there's a couple, there's a couple pieces where it's like, wait, what, you have to build pieces to go on top of pieces that go on top of pieces. Like, it's, it's not as simple as just slapping some bricks together. Like, there, there are some integral things. But I, you know what, I'm really taking my time. Like, the Seamboat Willie one, I rushed through, kind of, because I wanted to see it done. This one, I'm really taking my time and enjoying all the little intricacies of how they made certain things and yeah. how they made the the sides come together and uh, it, it, it it's it literally is a, it's a, it's a work of art i mean it's so exciting i'm so excited to get it done but I'm that's cool my time yeah it'll be done uh, maybe i'll have it done by tomorrow i don't know i'm i'm like i said i'm a bag of 11 i'm not gonna do any more tonight so but, I'm sure you'll post some pics on the socials. Yeah, I've been so. posting. I've been posting a bag every time. Every time I finished a bag up on my personal Facebook, but I think I'll put into the instead of overloading the the, the peers and ears podcast. <laughs> um, I've, I'll probably post it all at once there. So, but um, yeah. So anyway, uh, anything else on your end before we get started with the show? I think that's kind of the Disney news. I'm I'm so excited for for this topic. Um, yeah. and this was hard. Yeah, like harder than I would say than like top ten Disney characters because there's so many spots yeah, in the parks. I don't think we're gonna have overlap on this one. We might have some. Overlap. I think we might have a couple. I and okay, I don't know about you, but I, I kind of set the myself a rule where it's like, okay, look, I'm not gonna just say, oh, a pick of Cinderella Castle or oh, a pick of Spaceship Earth, like. Those ones are kind of obvious. Like, if, like you, if, if you're going to have Cinderella Castle in there, is it a special area that you take a picture of Cinderella Castle um, or, or Spaceship Earth? What I did find is that a good chunk of mine come from Magic Kingdom. 
um, uh, a good chunk of them. I, I have, I do have um, a couple, or I guess one from Epcot, one from Animal Kingdom, and uh, one from Hollywood Studios, and the rest are Magic Kingdom. So can I can I ask? Uh, let's do a mini top four of the four like pinnacle. So like Cinderella's Castle, Spaceship Earth, Chinese Theater, uh, Tree of Life. Where would you rank those four in terms of photo opportunities? All of them are fantastic, but if you're, I mean, if you're if, just taking a straight up picture of the of of the people, if you or, are ta- you are taking a picture of you and your family or significant other or friends or whomever, what is to what is to you the like the ranking of those? Ah, uh, that's oh man, I I would say it's going to be it's going to be a toss up between Cinderella Castle and Spaceship Earth. I think those two are equally as epic in my mind um followed by uh, tree of life and honestly i could care less getting a picture in front of the chinese theater i think it's an ugly building and i hate that it's i hate that it's the the center of of hollywood studios i actually would prefer to get one in front of tower of terror yeah yeah well and and i i would prefer the sorcerer hat come back i would and too have i would too but no one wants it no one no one wants it or you know what I'll take a picture from the Millennium Falcon. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. That's, that, I, I was curious. That's about, that's, that's about mine though. I will say, I think the tree of life rivals a spaceship earth, um, uh, photo. I get that it's not an original, but that, that tree of life is oh, a re- yeah, it's really, awesome. really well done. I, I completely agree. In fact, the closer you get to it, the cooler it is. I think, um, I like it at night too, when it lights up. I love, um, actually I like, I like being, I like there's a photo spot. It's not one of mine, but there's a photo spot in front of Kilimanjaro Safaris too that you can get with that in the background, which is kind of neat. But. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I actually have a good mix. Like I, I, I have a good mix of things. So uh, do you want to do you want to kick us off? Number ten. Yeah, not. I, I usually you start, but I'll start this time. So um, number ten. These are not in any particular order, to be honest with you. I'm going to try, but honestly, I kind of just put them on as I was thinking about them. This one is in Magic Kingdom. I feel like a a rite of passage photo for Magic Kingdom is one where you are either holding the balloons in front of the castle or you have like the balloons in the foreground with the castle in the background. Like there's some kind of establishing shot of you holding the balloons or with the balloons or around the balloons. And then the castle is in the background, preferably with a, with a very blue sky with very little clouds. Okay. All right. Nice. On Main Street. That would be my number 10. Nice. Definitely the 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 image of like all of those balloons and especially like the clear ones with the Mickey balloon on the inside, yeah. like having that is very much a yep. staple of walking 100%. down Main Street. Yes. All right. What about you? My number 10 is, uh, of course, my number 10 slot is my weird one, okay. is in Disney Springs. And right. it is a picture with the Lego dragon in the water. Ah, yes. I did come across that for the first time when I was there in November. I think that that's always just a fun picture to take. I don't know why. It's like, it, 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 I mean, it's impressive, like, that they built this thing in in the spring there. Mm-hmm. But just... I don't know. Like anytime I'm there, I'm like, let's, let's get a picture with this dragon. Like, come on, let's, let's do it. I like it. I think that's, I think any of those Legos that they, Oh yeah. I mean, they're amazing out there. Uh, I, I, I mean, that store is pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I'm sure having done this Cinderella castle where like, there's all these directions, the, the vision that people have of like, all right, I need to create this and here's the bricks I'm going to oh, use. And in what order I'm like, what <laughs> have you watched? There's a show on um, Hulu or it's, I think it's on Fox, but it's on Hulu. It's called uh, Lego masters. I've not watched it, but I know what you're talking there's about. Season one and season two, it has become a guilty pleasure of Nate and I's. Oh my God. If you and your wife have it, just have any more bandwidth for any kind of a show. It's got Will Arnett. He's the host, and it's 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 pretty awesome. So, um, okay, uh, my number. N- oh, sorry, we're snaking. So your number. Nine. Oh yes, number nine. Uh, I mean, uh, okay. L- uh, in true form, I didn't do these in any kind of order because, okay. like, yeah. all of them are are wonderful. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm putting them in order right now. I just wrote them all down. Okay, I am going to say my number nine is uh, in the Harambe Market in Animal Kingdom, and it's where the Mickey is drawn on the wall. In the Harambe market, there's that that Mickey Mouse is there. I think that's a really fun uh, uh, photo spot there. It's a nice yeah, vibe, but yet you still get that little bit of Disney with that yeah, that yeah. Mickey Mouse there. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a good. I think that's a good good one. 
All right, I'm going to stick with Animal Kingdom then. Okay. Um, so this one is kind of a go with me a little bit. In the words of Lou Mangiello, go with me here. Okay. Um, this is that really amazing shot that you can sometimes get, but sometimes can't, but you've got to be ready for when you're on Kilimanjaro, Kilimanjaro Safaris. Because Kilimanjaro Safaris is always different every time you ride it, the animals, the, the, you know, they're not they're not actors, right? They're, they're, they're wild animals. They do different things. And if you don't have your camera ready at the moment to get that picture-perfect shot, you can miss it. And I've had a, a couple of ones where, where it's been like, oh, my God, thank goodness I had my camera. I had one where one of the white rhinos actually charged the, uh, another rhino right by us, and I was able to snap it. I've had one where a giraffe was so close I was able to snap a really cool high-def picture. Um, so it, it, I just – I think in this regard – you, you go on Kilimanjaro safaris and 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 you got to have your camera ready. You don't have the video camera ready. It's never going to look good with the video camera. But have your your phone ready, or if you got a really nice camera, you can get some pretty amazing shots on 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 safaris. The dream of that ride is to be on the ride and have the ride shut down because animals are in your way. Yes. Because yes. they, you know, one of the reasons that Kilimanjaro safaris often balloons in uh, the wait times balloon is because. They don't honk the horns or get them off there. If if a giraffe decides to sit in the middle of the pathway for an hour, the yeah. ride is stopped ride for is an stopped. hour. Exactly, because there's no other there's no other pathway. So yeah. Um, okay, uh, my number eight. This is um, more of a general one, and it's probably kind of a cliche, but it is the welcome sign to Walt Disney World as you are driving onto property. Okay. Um, it is a tradition for me. You. you, you you got to get a picture of that sign. Um, some people actually pull off the side of the road and do a selfie with it. I've seen them do it. I don't recommend that. But definitely getting a picture of that sign, it's almost like, is it Facebook? Is it real unless it's Facebook official by getting that sign kind of thing? So that would be my number eight. That's my favorite sign to see. That, is that the best sign in the world it to see? It is the best sign in the world to see. Absolutely. Just, oh, man, that's great. Um, all right, number eight. I have the Rapunzel bathroom area. Ooh, okay. it, especially at night when they right. have the lanterns lit up. I, we've talked about this in the pod. This is the weirdest area in the world because it, it literally is just bathrooms. Like you, you think there's going to be like something else. Clearly they would have a Rapunzel ride. No, no, no. It is just <laughs> bathrooms. Now, albeit very nice bathrooms and very well themed bathrooms. Um, I definitely time a bathroom break every time. Like, you know, what? I'll just run up to the Rapunzel bathrooms and That's take a take a. Take a little break here. But at night, those lanterns light up, and you can really get a nice picture. Um, Maybe not so much your picture of, like, you in it, but you can get some very nice pictures with the lanterns, with the tower that comes, Mm -hmm. that is back there. Like, you can get some very, very cool-looking shots of a bathroom area. (laughs) Hey, people who haven't been to Disney World don't know it's a bathroom area. You can really fake them out. Oh, I, the, the amount of times that I've seen people take pictures and I'm like, it's a bathroom area. I love it. Like, I love that this this is the end. And only at Disney would this be something that they would have put this much care into. And maybe that's why more of why I love to go to the bathroom there. Because I'm like, they put care into this bathroom. This bathroom wasn't just thrown together. 100%. All right, what is your number seven? You don't want me to continue to talk about bathrooms? No, no, it's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I have a dream. I have a dream. My number seven is the China Pavilion in Epcot. Ooh, um, with, the, with the special gate. Um, the, the, like the gates that they have with the yeah. gardens. Like yeah. there's some, and, and really, I mean, there's, I have another World Showcase thing on here that actually is my next one, which I'll tease. But honestly, most World Showcase places have a really great photo I spot. I agree with you 100%. And, um, but you just kind of have to like get into it sometimes. I think people don't often re- like realize because you just uh, the world showcase is an easy thing the, they usually walk yeah. the racetrack they don't get yeah. into the pavilions themselves yeah but i think the china pavilion is especially one that is really well taken care of and there's some really really cool photo opportunities that you can have in there um whether just taking pictures of the scenery or uh taking a picture with your friends and family that are there okay all right um, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and stay in Epcot. Um, have you ever been during a uh, flower and garden before? 
I have not. Not during Flower and Garden. I will tell you that I have been during Flower and Garden twice. No, three times. I've been down there three times during Flower and Garden. It is my absolute favorite festival to, to visit. Um, uh, food and wine, not so much. Uh, but Flower and Garden is beautiful. And there is, so there's there's the lake and there's the slopes or the, the basically the shores of the lake in Epcot. Uh, as you're going over the bridge from Future World into World Showcase, and you can look over that bridge, and the slopes during Flower and Garden are just covered with absolutely beautiful, like breathtaking, colorful flowers. That that is such a picturesque landscape picture. It, even if you don't take it with like people, like if you're not doing like a picture of somebody, just a picture of that. It, you can get, I mean, uh, seriously, during Flower and Garden, f- amateur photographers or professional photographers can get so much out of that spot. So I highly recommend checking it out during uh, Flower and Garden. Is uh, food and wine the only reason you don't like it is because of the crowds? It's because of the drunk people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I, I, yeah, yeah. That That's one thing that I will say. Like, I love food and wine in terms of the food oh, and yeah. the wine. Oh, yeah. I just, the problem is, okay. Because the festivals have become so well known, it, it again, this gets back to the what are you willing to wait to get something? The night that I was there in November, granted, it was a Saturday night. I get it. Every little area to get food was at least a 20 or 30 minute wait to get the little bites. And I'm like, I don't want to waste my night in line to get a little bite. I want to enjoy myself. But everywhere you go, you just smell beer and you smell wine and you smell alcohol. And How many it, bachelorette parties did you see? We, I think uh, last time we went there, we saw nine in yes, like a three-hour span. Or, or kids earning their their badge of drinking around the world. And I say kids because they're twenty-one. Like, I don't know. I just I, I get what they're trying to do. I just it, it's it's um I don't know. It's just it's become very commercialized, and it's just not my not my favorite thing anymore. No, okay, that's I was curious because um because yeah. I, I I love food and wine, but yeah, I really want to make it down for flower flower and garden because I feel flower like that's a little bit of a less. Yeah, that be, because that's less popularized. Like you're not going, hey guys, let's go look at some flowers, woohoo! Um, but <laughs> but the what they do with it, the topiaries and the flowers, like everything is is just really gorgeous. So, are we on your number six? We are on my number six, and this is a cross between Disney Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom, either Main Street USA at Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Bo- or yeah, Hollywood Boulevard at night. Yeah. Um. I think probably more Hollywood Studios, but I mean, Magic Kingdom looks just as awesome. But Hollywood Studios at night is by far the prettiest park. The neon signs, the glitz and glamour. I think I've shared this on the pod before, but for me, it, it actually shares such a wonderful memory. When Nate took me to, to, to Disney for the very first time in 2010, and it was our final night there. We only spent three days um, at Disney that first trip. In our final park, this was in August, like literally middle of August. It was like we, we were we, we waited in line to see Fantasmic. Fantasmic broke down, and we waited for like two hours to wait for the next one, which it still didn't play. It's humid. It's hot. We're sweating. But as we're leaving, it's nighttime out, and it's just Sunset Boulevard or uh, Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard, frankly. It's just you can turn anywhere and take your camera out and get a beautiful image of the architecture of the, of the neon signs of that atmosphere. That park to me at night is just one of my absolute favorite parks. And so that, that strip Hollywood studios, I think. um, And of course this was back when the sorcerer's hat was there, but um, you can take a picture anywhere, a picture of tower of terror even. And it's a beautiful picture. I love all the parks at night. Uh Just, (laughs) Like nighttime is just just the right time for those parks. It's just really it's just something different about being there when the sun's down. Well, I think part of it, Matt, honestly, is that when the sun goes down, it does cool off by about yeah. ten or fifteen degrees or more. You feel it's not like the sun's beating down on you. You feel a sense of calm. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. Any of those parks that 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 period of five p.m. onward or 6 p.m. onward, something just changes the, the, the mood, the atmosphere of the park, you know? Well, and especially if you're not going to a nighttime show. Yes. Because then the park really clears out. Like, man, there's nothing more fun than, 
I remember the last time I walked on Big Thunder Mountain because everyone was at the fireworks. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I, I've, I've seen it. I've seen the show. I don't need to see it again. Yep. And so I rode Big Thunder Mountain and I got to see the fireworks from Big from Thunder, Big Mountain. Thunder Mountain. Yeah. Yes. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yes. Um, so yeah, you get this like, it's, it's just less busy. It's, you know, you, you've kind of weeded out the people that are, that are not going to be there for the night. And I, it just, it's fun. Like it, it's just, it's fun to be there around, around the nighttime. All right. What's your number six? Well, I teased it. Um, so again, while all pavilions in the Epcot uh, World Showcase are good, I think the France Pavilion, especially with the new uh, new redo, um, I think is a really great photo opportunity. With Gusteau's yeah. there now, I think that's a really fun photo opportunity with the like fake Eiffel Tower, Background, with the yeah. fountain. Like I, I think France is a really great. Again, you you can't just like do the drive by. You got to get in there. Yeah. Um. But uh. But I think that in that involves especially like that's a good one for if you're taking pictures of 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 like you and your spouse or you and your you know girlfriend or boyfriend or whomever. Um. With the Eiffel Tower in the back, I think there's a Beauty and the Beast fountain in there, and um. And I think that looks that's just a really really nice one. Beautiful. And um, that was my number six. Now I'm number five. Um, I think that there is nothing like a splash mountain picture with not with the ride behind you, but there's that section where they have the Br'er Rabbit that is coming yes. like it, that is coming out of the window yes. and you're you're out of the way and so you're not getting wet, you're not getting the ride, but you get the facade of the mountain with the Br'er Rabbit. I, I think that's a... I think I took a selfie of that when I was there last time where I'm like looking up at Br'er Rabbit or something because I know it was the last time I'd be able to do it because, you know, eventually you're going to take that all away. Yes. Yeah, but but even like I think that's just, you know, in all of the mountains, like the Space Mountain facade, the Big Thunder Mountain facade, the, the, the dominating nature of those facades right. really makes, if you can find, a lot of times you may have to kind of walk around the ride a little bit and find the perfect spot. Yep. But, um, but, but you can find some great spots with those mountains, but I think Splash Mountains holds a special place in my heart. So I think that's really a, a top photo opportunity for me. I love that. Well, you know, it, it, saying in Magic Kingdom, you know, I, I talked about how we didn't want to just put Cinderella Castle on this, but this next one is a picture of Cinderella Castle. But there is a spot, you, no matter where you take a picture of uh, Cinderella Castle, it's going to look awesome. But there's a spot, you know, talking about this idea of going around and finding the right spot. There is a spot when they're, you're going over the bridge to Adventureland, and you've got this is just past the the cheeseburger um, uh, spring rolls cart. You go over the bridge right there on the right hand side. You're basically standing over the river of Cinderella's castle, the, the moat. When the river's in and it's a sunny day, you can set your camera just right to capture basically facing the, the castle, the left facade of the castle. I have captured more amazing shots of Cinderella Castle there at night during the day. Um, during projections um, that I can count. It is my absolute favorite picture to get of Cinderella Castle when you're on that bridge um, with the moat. It, it literally looks like a castle in the middle of a kingdom. It doesn't look like a theme park castle. like that Because there's the way it's shot, There's because you're getting the facade of the castle, there's there's nobody in the shot. Like you, There's no no people. It's, it's just the castle. And... Um, yeah, I just I absolutely love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's often the challenge of a lot of these photos is getting them without a crowd of people in there, because mm -hmm. um, that kind of tends to ruin shots. Is you know, yeah. a crowd of people. <laughs> um. So my number was four. Four. Um, yeah. Okay. So this one is one of my favorites, and you you can't always get it because you got to be on your toes, and and it's got to be timed just right. It's when you're on one of the ferry boats. Um, coming from the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian. Maybe you could get it if you're coming from the one from the Fort Wilderness area, but really the way it sets up is the Poly or the Grand Floridian is usually the best bet. As you're coming into Magic Kingdom, a few things have to line up. It's got to be a beautiful blue sunny day. The monorail has to be coming at just the right moment into the station while you're timed. And if you can do that, where you're at, you can get this awesome, almost like 
commercial shot of the monorail in front of the Magic Kingdom train station in front of Cinderella Castle with a blue sky. And I always try to get it. I, I got it one time. Um, and it, it wasn't with the blue sky though. It was with kind of a cloudy sky, but uh, you know, that is like the elusive shot that if you can get it just right, it looks picture perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool thing about there's so much motion in these parks that you got to kind of hit it yeah. on some of these things. You got to hit just right, um, in order to like really, you know, get the, shot. Get the full yeah, effect. hundred percent. Right. right. Um, well, a, a segue right into mine is number four is another one where you need to time it right. But I think that Toy Story Land with the Rex, the Jesse, and then Slinky Dog Dash coming down that, yes. you know, big kind of first turn is a really great shot. Love and I'll, I'll say especially at night. A hundred percent. I was going to say it's got to be at night, man. It's where, got to be at night. Those Christmas lights. and the, mm-hmm. oh, You've got that, that, that big Jesse, the big Rex. You can you have the Slinky Dog Dash coming down so you get Slinky's face in there. I think that that is a very, very, very underrated shot from one of the new – new things. And I, I will say, um, you know, there's no star Wars, uh, galaxy's edge on my list because I have not seen it. Um, but I assume there are some probably really great star Wars galaxy's edge oh, shots. Yeah, absolutely. And Pandora too at night, I think is awesome. I don't know if that's on your list or not. It is. So we'll talk okay. about that later. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, I think, I think the whole toy story land, even during the day is really photogenic, like with all the toys, it's things people it's know. It's so colorful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The colors are really fun. Um, you know, there's lots of characters. You got that giant Woody coming in, like even just the front facade of w- the giant Woody with Toy Story Land, the giant Buzz with the the swirling saucers. Um, you can get some really fun, like the Green Army guys come out and do a show. Like you, you can get some really, really fun shots. Now they're adding on to that one. They're doing a barbecue restaurant. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be mistaken. a sit down, I believe. Woody's Roundup. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be themed around Woody's Roundup. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, it's a, a nice. Uh, I think I, I, that'll be a nice ex- expand of that because that's one thing about Toy Story Land. It's small. It's small, and when you think about Hollywood Studios, you know they don't have. I mean, other than Hollywood Brown Derby and. Hollywood and Vine. Well, I guess you got Sci-Fi Dining right now too, and then the, the other one where you can't put your elbows on the table. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but they have they have a hard time with with sit-down restaurants in that park that are not fancy schmancy or buffets. I think having this barbecue place is going to be really helpful. I just hope the barbecue is better than Regal Eagle. Oh, oh, it was not it was not good. <laughs> it was so dry. But anyway, all right. What's your number three? My number three is uh, Pandora. Um, those floating mountains, yes. um, just from an engineering standpoint, it, you know, one of the things when I when I heard that they were making this land, and, and part of that movie is the first time they fly into these Hallelujah Mountains, the floating mountains, it is this very awe-inspiring moment of the movie. You're like, whoa, yeah. this is so cool. And so when they were building this, it's like, am I going to have that same, I, I should have that same reaction to seeing it in person. And they nailed it. Oh, like, yeah. I remember first seeing it and I had the exact same reaction of like, whoa, this is so cool. And the and the all, yeah. yeah, the waterfalls, like all around, all around that area, there's some really great photo opportunities. And again, especially at night with everything, you know, the bioluminescent lit up, it, there's just some really, really great photo opportunities all around that land, mm-hmm. uh, especially at night. Okay. My number three, I'm going to go over to the Epcot resort areas. Um, I love taking the friendship boat over to the boardwalk to that swan and dolphin, to the yacht and beach club area over there. Um, First of all, just from the boat, again, I love photographs on the boat. You can get some beautiful shots of those hotels. But even just getting off and walking around, you get a real kind of boardwalk Coney Island vibe being on them. And there's no particular spot in particular, but if you just kind of stop and look at the beauty of what it is, it's a beautiful area when you don't necessarily want to be in the parks, but you want to kind of have an, an evening out. It's a beautiful place to be. Um, my second one, my number two, so going to my, my number two here, this one, this one will require a little bit of money on your part and timing. So, oh. um, 
have you ever been to Cinderella's Royal Table? I have not. Okay. First of all, the food's not all that great, but the experience is pretty cool, and I know you'll probably do it with your daughters. Oh, yeah. We went on an adult... Uh, hang on, I'm going to cut you off. Not probably. I will be doing okay, that with okay. my children. <laughs> so we went on an adult trip um, with, with my friend Amy, who's been on the pod, my friend Shaddy, who's been on the pod, Nate, myself, and then Amy's... No, Amy's sister didn't go that. It was the first year we did this. So it's the first adult trip we had, the four of us. It was Amy's second time in the park. It was Shaddy's first time in, like, forever. And then Nate and I. So... You know, I was responsible for doing all the, the, the reservations. I had no intentions whatsoever of booking a Cinderella's Royal Table reservation. But randomly one day, like 30 days before we were set to leave, I was like, eh, what the heck? I'm going to take a look and see if I can get a reservation for five. Yep. I was able to get a reservation for five. Whoa. I was able to get a reservation for five. And we were able to be in Cinderella's castle while the fireworks were happening. Oh, Okay, so here's why this is cool. So when we were done with dinner, we um, we exited the castle, but they block off everything behind Cinderella's castle in Fantasyland when they do the fireworks. You can't be back there because that's where they launch the fireworks from. So everything's roped off to get into Fantasyland. Moreover, everything is roped off because they're starting to close the park down. Uh, you know, it, it's it's closing time, right? So as we are walking out, we're like one of the very last guests to leave Cinderella's castle. You get, we're basically on the stage and there's this crowd of people who just got done watching the fireworks show, almost like you're up there on stage and they're looking at you. And in that moment, you're like, I'm a VIP baby. Yeah. (laughs) Dust my shoulders off. That's a photo spot though. I took a couple of pictures because you get main street USA behind me all lit up. Again, we talked about how beautiful it is all lit up. Um, You get the train station in the background and there's this crowd of people. And it's like, you're walking out of the castle because you're King or queen of the castle. So again, going to cost you a little bit of money to do it, but if you're able to do it, it is one heck of a unique photo, a photo spot for sure. Yeah, I am. That's definitely going to have to happen because I mean, uh, we are definitely all about the princesses in uh, mm-hmm. in my household, um, most definitely. So, and I mean, I'm I'm all for uh, splurging on uh, the uh, experiences like that, especially on a vacation. Like, let's yeah. let's do it. I will say it's it. it it, the food is not that great. The food is okay, and the portions are small. Like, if you're going to Cinderella's Royal Table and you're hungry, like, going in and expecting to be filled up, you're not going to be. Eat something. Like, I think that was the mistake I made. It's like, oh, we're going to go get this really expensive dinner, so I'm not going to eat a lot. Well, okay. Then you go in, and the portions are, like, this big. I mean, it's, it's tiny, right? So I, it, it – make sure you, you, you plan accordingly, but the experience is pretty cool being inside the castle, watching the hustle and bustle from afar. Well, one of my dream things that is probably never going to happen. Like there's a negative, there's a less than 1% chance is staying the night in that Cinderella's castle suite. There's yeah. no way it's going to happen, but even, even not in just spending the night, but just like being able to go up there and look around, um, would just be bonkers. Yeah, I it I well you've seen the pictures and the videos of it and it just looks phenomenal. So Yeah. Yeah. All right, what's your number two? My number two um is the Expedition Everest shot. And this is not the one right up next to it. Okay. But if you because that is such a dominating mountain, as you're walking up to it, there's like a a look out that looks out yeah, over that's the, the one I was talking about a little while ago. There's that yeah. shot. In fact, they sometimes have a photo pass photographer there to take a picture of it. Yeah. They even like hold the sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, that shot I think is just really, yeah. really good. Agreed. You got the lagoon, you got this big dominating mountain. To me, there's also like some anticipation of the roller coaster you're about to go on. Mm-hmm. And they do a nice job of making it, this mystique and mystery about this mountain that just you're walking up to it. So I think that's just a really, really great shot. I love it. I love it. All right. What's your number one? My number one um, is uh, uh, also involves the monorail, um, okay. but it is the journey into imagination pavilions 
with the monorail uh, behind it. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like you said, with like, especially when the flowers are really, really nice and it's a nice blue day and you get that monorail behind there. I think those journey into imagination buildings like are geometric buildings. Like yeah. Right. Yeah. Are really unique. It's got a great future world vibe to it. And with then you've got the landscape in the front of it, that, that monorail there. I think that's just a really similar to what you said with like that castle train station monorail. It's like you get this great landscape, this really unique looking building that has lots of Disney history. And then that monorail. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a really winner of a shot. And yes, I'm absolutely biased on that because of my love for Figment. Hey, you know uh, what? That's okay. You know, and I think that actually takes me to my, cause I don't have a number one. I shared this before we started. I don't have a number one um, because I, in the, the Facebook group a couple of days ago, I knew we were going to be recording this pod and I asked our listeners, what are some of their favorite spots? And I think that's a, a kind of a good segue in what you just said there, which is a, your best spots to take a picture in Disney world are whatever is meaningful to you. Right. And in your case, that's a meaningful spot because you're, you're partial to figment. Um, I just want to just highlight a couple of the ones that were mentioned in the Facebook group, just because I think, you know, these are really cool shots. So um, Scott Lorraine, who's been on the pod, he was on the pod to talk about run Disney. Um, he posted a picture of himself in front of Cinderella castle. This was early morning with the 50th anniversary. And he says running out from under the castle as it's fully lit up during a half or full marathon. It's a great picture. Oh, it's an amazing picture on this year's course. It was around mile nine, 10, and it was a welcome sight. How cool would that be? Right. Um, your wife, Jessica, posted with Mary Poppins and her penguin friends. I'm not going to lie. Mary Poppins is an awesome character meet and greet. I love Mary Poppins. Great character meet and greet. And it was a delight. The penguin was yeah, also very delightful. Happen. I've never I've never seen the penguin out. So that, that, that was in it was in Magic Kingdom. It, okay. we, we, we always did the Epcot one. And the Epcot one, we always just got Mary Poppins. It's a nice it's nice in that little garden. But when we met her in Magic Kingdom in like that Liberty Square area, oh, that it was – it was yeah. It was like it advertises Mary Poppins, and the penguin came out. I was like, heck yeah! She she's all over the place. Because one year when I went with my mom, this was back in 2017, we were going to ride the train, and we happened to get up in the train station upstairs, and there she was, all by herself, no one around, and and she was just waiting for for people. And my mom got the biggest kick out of it, and we were able to get a picture with Mary Poppins with Cinderella Castle in the background from the from the train station. It was really crazy. Nice. Yeah. Um, Ashley Nicole says that one of her favorite spots is the purple selfie wall. I have yet to find this wall. I've heard about it. I don't know where it's at. <laughs> you know where it's at? I don't even. Know I think it's in Tomorrowland, right? No, it's in it's in Epcot. I just don't. Oh, know where. Yeah, Epcot. Epcot. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Epcot. Where, where um, it's it's I, it's it, <laughs> it's in the park. Like I, I don't know how to describe it. It's there. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Ellen Johnson, she says, we did a capture the moment photo shoot for our pregnancy pics. So it was super cool to go to some less common places to take pics. So, um, yeah, she was telling you, this one looks like it's on a bench. I think this is actually yeah. in front. Of, this is in front of Cinderella Castle, but it's kind of off the beaten path where the fountain area is at. And again, like you're not getting the crowds of people like you yeah. get a really nice, um, really nice uh, shot there. Um, this is Brooke's new favorite spot for castle shots. This is from Eric Brown. Uh, get a little up and angled side shot of the castle, but can still see the whole thing in the little alcove thing. Okay, so he's pointing. He took a picture of it. So if you're looking at the castle off to the right, there's the two turrets that are there. And she yeah, I love that. You, I love that he like John Madden diagrammed yeah, it. <laughs> he definitely did. And then there was another one um, of him and and her um, from the other side. This is actually pretty. This might be off of. Um, I think that's kind of over by, yeah, I think that's kind of very similar to where I was talking about with maybe a little bit further back from where I was talking about where I like to take my shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the pops, okay, this is Kay, uh, Kaylee, who's been on the show, who we did a crossover episode with. The popsicle stick wall at Toy Story Mania. Yes, yes, I love those popsicle sticks. Um, K 
Kevin Lynch, he says it's not a specific spot, but every time, but this one of my, of Mary Poppins is my favorite. It's when we took our son for the first time. He was only five months old. So again, Mary Poppins. Oh, Mary Poppins um, for the win. And you know, I want to just say real quick, um, being down there in November. So character uh, meet and greets are still not a thing. They call them character sightings now because of COVID. But I will tell you, Disney is nailing it with these character sightings. They are nailing it. The one I had with Mickey in his 50th uh, anniversary stuff. Um, first of all, the, the, the handlers won't take a picture with, with you, but you can take as many selfies as you want. There's a little stanchion. They pose. They wave. They do different things. They make like they make little wiggly faces with their hands. Um, they, they, they're, they're on point with these character sightings right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo with what you said, and I hope – and it's not just the ones where you go in, but it's the in Animal Kingdom when they have two characters on a boat that goes yeah. across and they wave at people. Um, it's Winnie the Pooh with a butterfly net in the Epcot, you know, grass area. It's like that kind of stuff. I hope they don't take that away. Yeah, I, I hope they they leave that as a fun like because that's a true like character sighting because like you're almost, almost like oh. used to be in a lot of ways you know mm-hmm. like it used to be that they'd be ro- free roaming characters and then you know there wasn't a line of you know a line you had to wait up for now i think that they can do a they can when they bring regular character meet and greets back i think you can do both i don't think it has to be an either or it can be a and plus you know yeah i i hope they realize that how much of a win that has been mm-hmm. and and how easy is it to throw two people in costume on a boat have someone drive the boat around and you just wave at people. <laughs> yeah. You know, that the character cavalcades, I think, have been a huge success. You don't have to have one massive parade. You can do smaller ones throughout the day. I think those are really cool, too. I think they've learned a lot during COVID of things that they can continue that don't just have to be there because of COVID. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. OK. Do you have anything else you want to add before I go on my bonus one? Uh, nothing, nothing there. I have a, I have a, something at the end of the episode, not related to this that I just remembered that I forgot to clear with you on the way. Okay. (laughs) This will be fun. So this is a bonus rant. Oh, a bonus rant. Ooh. And since we were talking about some of the best photo places to get pictures, let's talk about the non best places to get pictures. (laughs) And that my friends, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, or anybody, no matter how you identify that is not on an attraction. Don't pull your phone out while you're in the Haunted Mansion to try to grab a picture of the clock with the 13 on it. It's not going to show up. Don't try to take a video of yourself and your friend while you're on Big Thunder Mountain. It's not going to work. It's going to look blurry. Don't be in Pandora where it's all lights off and, and fluorescent and incandescent and all the fluorescent lights moving around and your camera. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not during the fireworks show. It's not during Fantasmic. It's not during the Epcot light up spaceship Earth. Don't take those pictures. You know why? Because those pictures and those videos already exist a million times over on YouTube and Google. Nobody is going to be looking at your janky butt pictures. Just saying. <laughs> They're not going to do it. <laughs> They're not going to do it. They don't want to see a blurry picture of spaceship Earth. They don't want to see a blurry picture of you fumbling around while the fireworks show's going on. It does not work on, it barely works on 4K video. And those are professional people. What makes you think that your little iPhone video or your little iPhone picture is going to look good? So please, for the love of God, put down the phone when you're at a show or on an attraction and just enjoy it for what it is you want to take pictures we just gave you 20 different spots more than 20 that would be perfect for you and grant i mean you did notice that none of our (laughs) our list i mean there was attraction facades and and kilimanjaro safaris was the one exception because that is really meant for taking pictures. oh oh, yeah yeah kilimanjaro safaris are meant for taking like it's a safari one exception to the rule um, yeah, th- that that is and again. That, on, and if you're on that attraction, don't block somebody else's view because you're trying to take a video of the whole attraction. That's just rude. Yeah, well, and that one's because of how bumpy it is. It's hard to like take a real video of it. But you're right. Like, and especially because most of the attractions too are in the dark, you're not getting a good picture 
of of it and and it's you're not just ruining the experience around for the people around you but you're also ruining your experience yeah, you really are like, you really want to view what's going on at the most magical place in, on earth with a six with a six inch screen i mean come on <sighs> anyway that was my bonus <laughs> my bonus rant i i apologize thank goodness you have something else to cover because i didn't want to end the show on something so negative but what do you got let's I'm i actually curious. have a positive so this episode comes out on the february 1st mm-hmm. if i am not mistaken so um uh we have something that uh, if you are local or not local and you want to fly in uh, to kind of tease for you. Um, so the church that I go to, um, it is Fellowship of Faith in McHenry. We are running a Disney trivia night mm-hmm. as a fundraiser for our youth group. Our youth group is going to something called National Youth Gathering. Um, it is something that happens every three years. And students from all around the United States go to one location, they, like rent out a football stadium, and they do a whole weekend of like, Uh, you know, worship and workshops and other stuff like that. And so this is one of the years for it. And the downside is it does cost a lot. And so we're doing, uh, we're doing uh, things to offset this. And one of them, we did a nineties trivia night in the fall and we're doing a Disney trivia night on Friday, February 25th. Um, And I, created all of the questions and Casey is going to come with me and he's going to be there and we're going to host this trivia night. Uh, Co-MCs. Yes, we're going to MC this trivia night. So um, uh, if you would like to come, uh, uh, you are absolutely welcome. Um, uh, it is a Friday night, February 25th. I believe it starts at six, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and there is a registration that you'll have to do if you go to fellowshipoffaith.org. And I'll put all this stuff up in our social medias when all that goes live. I'm assuming it's going to be live at this point, but um, uh, if not, we'll alert you. <laughs> but uh, fellowshipoffaith.org, uh, you can navigate through the site. It's a really easy site to navigate through register it's like 10 bucks a head and all all it goes to is our youth group going to have an amazing time in houston they're actually going to houston texas is where they're going so and it's i'm so excited i've got some great questions if you've listened to the pod you will have an inside track on some of the questions because i have definitely taken some of them from diz games I, i wonder i wonder if one of them will be uh one of them will be, um, what show do Matt and Casey host uh, that is Disney related? <laughs> I mean, that should be a po- that should be a question. I mean, and it a- is all Disney anim- animated, Disney and Pixar animated movies. So I, I, I had to keep it, you know, constrained. So I couldn't do like Marvel, Star Wars. I have a couple that are like out there, but I've also got some fun like in between games. I also we're gonna have some great snacks. So like I have tested out a Lafou's brew recipe that tastes very very good. Mm. I'm sure that we'll get some Dole whips in there for yeah, you know, baby. like yeah. so and and that and that will be all free of charge. Like we we you know that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun nice. uh, just make it make it a fun night so again if you're in the illinois area or you're looking for a vacation and you want to fly in for this <laughs> woodstock illinois let's do fly it into, woo. Yeah, um, come see where the movie groundhog day was shot there you go yes absolutely yeah. yes if you are a movie buff uh woodstock illinois where i live is where the movie groundhog day was shot and uh it it groundhog day is it, it's it's the funniest it's thing living around here. here by the time heck, yeah. by the time this comes out it'll be tomorrow yeah yeah the, the, the funniest thing in living there it, it happened one time. I was walking to dinner, and this guy comes up to us. It was me and my wife. Hey, can you take a picture of me? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, like, runs across the street in front of, like, the theater and, like, puts his hands up and doing all these poses. I'm like, yeah. it was the funniest the movie. thing. Yes. He was so excited about it. Like, power to him. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super awesome. excited about it. It's going to be a fun night. Speaking of, and then we'll get out of here, um, speaking of trivia, uh, next week we have our Disney Games Trivia Challenge, the returning, um, uh, we haven't talked about what kind of format it's going to be, but um, it's either going to be a listener challenge or it's going to be the good old fashioned one. I guess we got to figure that out, but uh, stay tuned next week and we'll know for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, definitely closing time. Bartenders, meaning my dog, is looking at me going, are you going to let me outside there, Dad? <laughs> uh, it's looking at me like it's time to go. So let's go ahead and tell them where they can find us that is on facebook beers and ears podcast 
Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at beersandears1928. You can email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. You can also find a very elementary uh, uh, website that we've started been tinkering with at sorcererrnetwork.com. We'd love to have you check that out. All of our episodes are there. More to come. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead and raise our glasses, Matt. Yes, raise my Samuel Adams Holiday White Ale. This episode has been on us, and we'll see you next time for a Diz Games Challenge. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.